What's good, everybody, and welcome to the Classic Quest Podcast. This is, in fact, a show where we break down the classic hip-hop albums track by track, albums like Nelly, Country Grammar. This is the full album review. My name is Holden Stefan Roy. I am your lady friend, Bonnie. And like I said today, we are going to be going through Nelly's album, Country Grammar, track by track. We're going to give thoughts and opinions on every single song, letting you know what we think about it. And now we are doing them live on Twitch, which means that for the part where we actually listen to the song, we're going to have to, you know, you know, off camera that part. You can't hear it. Copyright. Nope. That's just Don't the rules. Um, and then if you're on Twitch, you're going to watch us for headphones as we orient for a second. And if you are watching this on YouTube or Facebook after and want to be part of the conversation, yo, join us live at twitch.tv slash behind that suit. Yep. On that note, and we're going to follow along with the plugs. You know, if you do support the channel and what we do here, you can hit us up at patreon.com slash behind that suit. And on top of that, I make music myself. I would love to know what you think about it. I got a little contest running. So for all you watching with links and descriptions and all that good stuff, on that note, instead of wasting time with the dribble, we'd like to start yeah, don't do it. every single a- album review telling you why we are going to review the album and doubling up that, our familiarity with the artist going into it so that you, long-time fans, people who are going to click on a long, big old Nelly review like this, uh, what you guys know where we're coming from and our expectations almost going into it. So your lady friend, Bonnie, mm-hmm. why don't you tell us your thoughts about Nelly as we approach this album? Well... Nelly was definitely a part of my youth, like about my, of my like teenage years. Um, you know, he he's definitely someone that you know had a few hits, a few bangers that influenced um, the world, I suppose, North America, I guess. I don't know, um, or you know, my generation. I don't know what, but um, yeah, he definitely had some hits. And uh, I mean, besides that, I didn't like own his like CD or anything like that, but I did. Uh, you know, I did enjoy listening to his music. I'm pretty sure when I got like a an MP3 player that I had like one of his songs, probably, um, yeah, probably on here, probably like Hot and Her. Like that was probably like the one, but um, that's not on this album. So discovering well, new-ish stuff, yeah. All right, I had a completely different experience, and for me, this album review is going to be a little bit special because sometimes in life you Tell go us. back to your youth. So, once upon a time, I'm a 12-year-old boy. It's the year 2000. Maybe I've just turned 13. It depends on when the album came out. And uh, June 27, 2000. I was definitely 12. And my mother comes across this song that she falls in love with. And you would just see her oh, in the I car. Hey, must be the money. And she would just <laughs> do the hand motion that she saw in the music video every time. And we would be in the car, and she loved it so much. So little me, and it was funny because we were just talking with Flacco Bay when the interview. You should check that out. That dude is smart as uh, hell. But he was pointing out to me that people tend to discover their taste in music as they start puberty and go through that process. Which That's when you sense, cement yeah. into it. So I guess you could say 12-year-old me becoming a real horn dog if you catch my drift. Well, uh, you're going through puberty. So, and yeah. I uh, discover this album. And somehow in the world of I'm not allowed to listen to music with swearing, this album gets through. Now, I, I don't know if it was the edited copy of the album because at the time they did have edited copies of albums. But even if it was, 
still i got this album at like 12 years old and it was one of the first hip-hop not even hip-hop albums one of the first musical albums i listened to as a young kid it's definitely in the first 10 cds i ever owned maybe 15 whatever you get the point okay so i'm like a youth and i'll be real with you i understand a lot of things in this album when i was young but there is a conversation to be had about the impact of let's say cool rappers like nelly and at the time, he was a cool rapper to 12-year-old yeah, me. This is pre-Band-Aid on the face, right? Yeah, so. this is pre-everything. This is back when, like, anyway, the story of Nelly at this point is so fascinating, too. The quick, quick, quick version is Nelly was part of the St. Lunatics group. And they were trying to get signed in Missouri. I believe it's Missouri. Um, and basically, that wasn't really happening. They were, they were like, kind of, like, local popping, but not, like, breaking out. And then the label was, like... And we just want Nelly. And like, if I'm not mistaken, Nelly was like the youngest dude in the group. He was like the newest guy to the group and had like the least experience of anything. They talked it over. Let Nelly get signed. That's like what you see in like movies and stuff. Like you know, like when then like the cool new person comes in and like into like the group or whatever, and then like ruins everything and like takes over and becomes like the star of the show. But I'm pretty sure then... he was like riding off the strength of country grammar when all this went down. And mm-hmm. yo, country grammar. I don't know if country grammar was like a hit or a demo. I didn't look that that deep into it but i know that that song uh was definitely a big part of it yeah um anyway so they signed him that's why the saint lunatics are so prevalent on this album because it was like yo i'm gonna have tracks with the boys um but i just thought that was super fascinating but anyway so for me i'm listening to this and then like this album definitely put the fantasy of marijuana into my life i'm not gonna lie Hmm. the we'll get to the track when we're there but i was thinking about it and there are like some things on this album that a little me listened to and it was my first exposure to a lot of it and i'm just like hmm i thought a lot about like my marijuana habits of today and how cool the rap i listened to growing up made weed sound and i'm not trying to like hate on it because i'm all about that expressiveness and let's be real um like if you're gonna do it responsibly and this that then who am I to judge and all those other things should 12 year old me have been listening to country grammar I don't know and should we will we have known it maybe like, if I mean all... I didn't know like what he was really like the things that he was rapping about like I knew like what it was but obviously like at, you know well maybe not obviously like at this point you know no, like listen, I hadn't tried no, anything I wanna, like I've... save my big epiphanies for yeah. the big songs but honestly, on almost every track, I would go back to this album with the exception of Ride With Me, which I knew by heart, and be like, that's what he actually said? <laughs> and I think that's what's made this album kind of brilliant before we go into it. Because simultaneously, it's got some really hard stuff that made me bring up that you know, 12-year-old me did not understand kind of world that was being exposed to. But right. simultaneously, my mom loved hits on this album, and it really is such a weird... It lands in such a weird space where sonically it's so pop and safe, but the content is actually like way harder than I was expecting for like such radio friendly play. Like, I don't think any of us knew what the chorus of country grammar was actually saying kind of thing. Like we all sang it yeah. and had no idea what it was actually saying. Hell, I bet we even made up our own words to like fill in what we thought he was saying rather than ever actually go look it up because you know, the melodies and stuff are so fresh. So I guess I'm going into this album with a heavy sense of nostalgia. And then the whole experience of reviewing it was like, 
that's what he said? That Wow, that's what it is? Mm-hmm. Like, I had no idea. So this was a crazy experience for me, just kind of that juxtaposition. But we can talk a bit about the cover and the title a little bit. Um, and what do you think about the, the title and the cover of this project? Um, like, the cover, it's just... <laughs> it, it's all right. I mean, it's him standing, you know, on, like in the front, and it's like a, an upward shot of him, um, and like she used the word "ew" off camera. Yeah, it's it's nasty. <laughs> like I had to look up what his nasty uh, belly button tattoo um, said because honestly, the font is so terrible that like staring at it and I was I was really like I stared at it for like a minute or two and I tried to figure out what the heck it said and I'm like is that a vowel like I don't know what these letters are like I was really trying um I could not so you know great tattoo Nelly um anyways it says lunatic which I did not know um so I looked that up and that is um I mean besides it yeah it, it is he's a part of the the lunatics the saint lunatics um, so like it makes sense once I knew what that was, uh, besides him just being a lunatic. Um, but like, it's just like, it's so of the era. It's so like, uh, like the nastiness of the era, like how all the girls, um, you know, around that time, you know, if you were skinny enough, um, you know, in 2000 to get, um, a belly button ring, which, you know, by now they've all been infected and have been ripped out and stretched out with pregnancy, you know, like 15, whatever, 20 years later, like a lot of these girls have had them removed. And I've seen even videos where, um, there's like a trend of getting it, uh, removed and like, um, like discard, like almost like just make it looks like look like it go it it's gone just because there's so such a like a regretted piercing. Um, so, anyways, fun fact there. Um, anyways, it's him. He's standing there in like a puffer vest uh, in front of what I'm assuming is the St. Louis Arch, otherwise known as Gateway Arch in Missouri. Um, oh, that's a good call. That's real cool. That makes that cover dope. Yeah, and that's where he's from, and that's where a lot of his songs reference is St. Louis, Missouri, and um, it acts as like a you know a fine cover minus the nasty belly tattoo and the the title. It's fine. Uh, it's fine, and like you know, it's obviously like defined by like how him and like people around him and like his you know maybe his crew and whoever um and they guess they talk with like this country grammar or you know whatever that's what they call it fair i like the title it kind of makes me feel like yeah this is how we do this is it's almost like here is is an explanation into our world Mm -hmm. come welcome to our life and i I like that because it's an introductory album and i think sometimes a lot especially nowadays people with their introductory albums do this big effort to like act on this like assumption that you caught all their singles so you know who they are so yeah. it's like you know big, who it is that kind of thing but yeah. it's even implied in the grandiosity of their titles whereas something like this is very humble it, it feels more like yo just welcome i'm nelly and then in the next album we get nellyville yeah after he's it's done a little his introduction. bit more braggadocious <clears throat> but um to me, I looked at this this cover and I was like, "That looks like a wannabe Tupac. Like it just looks like a mm-hmm. Tupac knockoff." Yeah. Like I just picture like him like, especially with the tattoo and everything. And I don't know if that's his intention. And I'm not like trying to be mean, but I I just can't I just can't not see it, especially at the angle with the pose. Like, did you know without knowing that it says lunatic? Did you know I that that's it what said, it says? Like Frankie. 
See, nobody knows what it says. I mean, it's that unclear. Why am I staring at Nelly's belly button? Like, right? Like, it's like, just, I'm and, more and looking I'm probably, up his nose. Like, I'm not for sure. I, didn't, I haven't, like, checked, you know, if he's gained any weight or anything. But, like, you know, that lunatic gets stretched out, you know, Look, if he gains any weight. I feel like Nelly's fine. We just watched him doing his California love dance. Yeah, his dance, yeah. Um, Which I thought was just adorable. I thought it was very cute. And he looks like he's having, like, the time of his life. So, listen, Nelly you, can I, I love me. when men dance. So, I'm all for it. Uh, but basically, yeah, I'm, I'm watching this and I'm like, oh, I don't know, that dance was something else. But I'm looking at this cover. <laughs> it was a bit much. <laughs> and it's, like, well designed. It's, it's fine. Like, it does its job really well. It's just... I can't like not not see and I don't like the up the nose shot. Anyway, that's enough about the cover. But we do have to talk about the cover because it's part of copyright law. Yay. Anyway, I don't have much more to say about that. Let's jump up into the intro. Let's do it. So I thought this little introduction was kind of okay. I'll be honest. Mm -hmm. I think there was one part of it that I thought was amazing is how of the times it was. And it's really like <laughs> a, this is pre-internet era. And it's, it is kind of like a time capsule to listen to Cedric yeah. the Entertainer. First of all, to hear Cedric the Entertainer's voice is fun. It brought me back. It's been a minute is what I'm trying and to I say. And I can't even place where I've heard him or where I know him from. But like I, I know the name Cedric the Entertainer. And I... I don't know. I don't know where I know him. Maybe I've seen him on Just for Laughs or something. He was in a run of a lot of stuff. He might be very active. I don't know what he's done recently. Um, but I'm also not in the movie comedy sphere at all. Like, mm -hmm. I don't follow it at all. Uh, but he's a comedian, and he's funny. I really have enjoyed everything I've seen. He's got one of those voices that I really like. Mm -hmm. And I like the fact that, like, a local name of... Uh, St. Louis came over as it St. Louis or Louis. I don't know. He says St. Louis, so that's how I, I heard it. Um... um Anyway, and then he kind of co-signs him on this project. And thinking back to, like, where he's coming from in the Midwest and at the time, having Cedric the Entertainer do this mm. was really, like, kind of apt. And back to that humility thing I was just going on about, um, you kind of have a guy who nobody's really heard of coming through on an album where maybe he doesn't have the, the strength of his name or even the region to like carry him or anything he's coming through to like kind of bring something but people have heard of Cedric the Entertainer at this point yeah. and in the same way that Chris Rock was used on the current like in latest Buster Rhymes album I think it's cool to have a cosign like outside of your genre yeah. come through and validate it like, to me cool. that's a lot a lot more fun than the rapper version of this kind of cosign. Otherwise, I've really enjoyed just the bit like, oh, well, you can't really reach me, so if you page my cousin <laughs> and over there, and then he'll be able to go over there, and then I'll call you back. And From like, his cell phone, and oh, he'll page me, and yeah. we'll, I'll page you, and it's just it's a lot of paging going on. And it's just kind of, it's, it's humorous, right? Yeah. Because it's from the time, but it's also like the level of effort taken to be discreet, whereas now you could just make a burner line on an app, and boom, 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 you're good you're discreet nobody knows it's all it's all good like there's so many easy ways to do these things today like this never well, would have happened just have like a private number or like a skype a private yeah, skype yeah that you know like you can just do it from anywhere like it's so interesting this whole thing this whole thing couldn't have happened in 2020 the way this skit happened today it would not be believable is okay. i guess what i'm trying to say so it's such a cool time capsule otherwise it was like this is fine yeah i would skip this every time it's a four i mean it's a minute 21 so it's not like a huge, you know, deal. And it's just like for like entertainment purposes, 
it's fine. Like, you know, we do have Cedric who's trying to get a hold of Nellie. And, you know, it's him leaving a message. And, you know, Cedric is in California and, like, kind of just, like, laughing about him and, like, his use of, like, country grammar and, like, showing people the way and, like, kind of, like, representing. And, you know, like you said, lots lots of paging. Page this guy who will page me and he'll call him back on his cell phone because this guy doesn't have a cell phone. And, like, you know, because cell phones weren't, like, not everybody had them back then. And, um... You know, he's just kind of like, you know, representing, doing it St. Louis style. And like, really, it's it's fine. It's jovial. It's easy to listen to. It kind of like, it gives you like this personal feeling towards like Nellie and towards Cedric. So it's kind of like nice in that sense. So, um, I mean, good job, Cedric. Uh, so I get this one a 4.25. It's, it's fine. Honestly, yeah. I mean, also, I like its placement more after we get into the next track a little bit. I think it's really fitting. So why don't we move into one hell of a sonic start to the album of St. Louis. All right, so honestly, for the last 20 or so years, I've had this chorus stuck in my head. I'm not going to lie. But I had no idea what it said. I Just the melody. And so something we got to talk on real quick is song listenability, accessibility, and bars. So it's a big fascination of mine um, in terms of songwriting is like there's the technical side of things and let's go to metal as a parallel so you have death metal and speed metal which represents like the fastest hardest most technical shit but it comes at the cost of listenability and that's why like say a metallica blew up because they focused a lot on pop listenability and they got a wide reach rather than had they stuck with like and look you can see it in black album whereas their 80s album stuff is a lot heavier Mm. and whatever and you'd never throw that on but you'll probably listen to an enter sandman which is better or worse is completely irrelevant to this conversation that's probably the only song that i do know of theirs the point is listenability has certain rules and it makes music more accessible and it makes um basically people want to play your song again and again and again and part of that is hooks a hook is not a chorus so a chorus and a hook are two things i thought were the same thing for the longest time but a Mm -hmm. chorus is any part of your track that repeats with the intent of being kind of a break between your verses and a hook is anything that sticks it could be a beat it could be a line it could be anything that sticks so i think that where nelly truly shines and you see it right off the jump in this track is in melodic hooks mm-hmm. so you could find me sail away even that that na 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 is key to that chorus that na 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 is everything but if you then go look at what he's saying you can find me in st louis and the first bars where the gun play ring all day and then the na 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 while being a real solid hook making you bring that chorus to the next level with a little subtlety kind of comes off like a ringing so it's it's kind of like a little metaphor or a little verbal enunciation of gun ringing happening or the gun play ring mm-hmm. all day na 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 kind of like a little ringing sound you know and then contextualizing who the people are some got jobs some sell yeah others just smoke and fuck all day and the way it hits the rhythm it's dancey it just it just rides on that shit it is just such an amazing chorus is what i'm trying to say i really think it's built up really well um and then it just repeats and it's just so beautifully done and then as far as the verses go i can't say that like his bars are the most incredible bars ever in terms of like he's witty he's got bars up in there Mm -hmm. but it's more the delivery that works like i'm from the home of the red fox said the entertainer jetting off of brian cox the way he sings it the melody he adds like yo all of these guys using auto-tune today saw what matt nelly did okay because yo that shit is so accessible 
as we will come to see later on this album, I believe Nelly could sing the phone book and it would actually be an effective verse. And we'll see that Nelly, Nelly actually proves my point later on on this album a little bit, if y'all know what I'm going at. Um, but as far as it goes, he paints this picture of where he comes from in a really good way. It's like, hop out the two-seater and a vocal wife beater, Levi's fresh from the cleaners, heavy starch on the cuff. Like, this is their uniform. This is what their place is. Because everybody's got their uniform. So he's telling you the St. Louis uniform, the St. Louis whatever. He's telling, me about, he's telling you about the environment, the things that they care about, you know. And then, not even four lines in, he's shouting out people. Right, and that's something that Nelly does on this album, which really makes this really incredible. Is the amount of his influences he is willing to put on display right at the very beginning. A bad boy on a rough rider, then locks. Like the fact that he's shouting out, even if he's saying he's more bad boy than them, and he's putting it. The fact that he's still saying locks and rough riders and bad boy and all this shit, that close to the beginning of the project, to me, shows that the guy is really about the culture, at least at this point. He recognizes the team sport elements and starts off his album and his introduction card with where I'm from, and then it says, we compete with New York. That's a really like great, strong start. And then the, the way he flips up his flow, like make a bop, bah, I kept it prop. But the way he dances like that, like it's actually really well done. Um, I don't know if there's like any other bars I thought were like a million crazy greats, but it's stuff like it's the M I crooked letter, crooked letter O U R. You know, like the way he spells it out, it's just fun. Like you had to think, what's a crooked letter? Oh, S S is a crooked letter. Mm. Like it's actually pretty smart the way he does it, and I really like Nelly. I think he has better like puns and wit in the other ones, but I feel like. It's just dope. Like now in the middle, we kept it grunk and jiggy. La Pac and Biggie, the way you love your sticky. Call Louie when you... Like, it's so cool that he's shouting out these great people. Yep. This is where we're at. We love the real rap. We know how to keep it live. We know how to understand the situation. He, he does make a lot of reference to a lot of like New York rappers, I would say. And I just think the way he does it... Um, adding in his own flair because that's where the singy melody and maybe he's took that from bone thugs maybe he took it from other people okay but i feel like he manages to have this great flow that clearly inspired a lot of trap later on a lot of trap listen to this in terms of how nelly used melody and used auto-tune to great effect 20 years later and i never realized what Nelly did on this album to make it so successful but it's the listenability you don't actually have to listen to what he says but when you do it's pretty cool and it's on theme and it's really about everyone like this song has nothing to do with Nelly it is absolutely about things where he's from and so having Cedric the entertainer do that intro and then said the entertainers where I'm from right on the first lines like that's so honestly touching it's nice it's like give and take like that um, I think this is an amazing song and I've been listening to it or at least had it stuck in my head for two decades it's got lasting power uh, and at the end the way he's doing his little talkiness on the outro makes that outro not boring because a lot of outros and a lot of hip hop is naked beats and shit and it's just like okay wrap it up Hold but on. he has hook callbacks so he doesn't do the full chorus he just does you can find me, St. Louis. He's like hyping it up over there. And then he brings back another line. And it just it just lets it play. But also, because he doesn't give you the full chorus, yeah. and that's how the song starts, 
he's doing the Lil Nas X move of mm. making you want to just jump back and replay the track. But then if you also are like me and like the next track, you kind of also want to move on. So it's a really good opening track to an opening calling card of who I am and representing his part of the world. He wants you to know what he, he's from mm -hmm. and what his people are about. And I have big respect for this track, actually. I wasn't expecting to come in like this, but yo, Nelly, 4.5. That is how you start an album. Nice, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, describing, like, you know, the life of people in St. Louis and, like, kind of what, uh, you know, people have to do sometimes to get by. Um, I definitely agree with you. Like, the hook is, like, super nice and catchy. The chorus is nice and catchy. Like, it, it is, like, a really, like, fun song. Um, I really like the use of the, the steel drums. And it seems kind of, like an odd instrument like maybe not something that's used like often in like rap but like you know maybe his cultural oh, I roots didn't even catch that. um you know are you know from the islands something like that and also like I, it is like a fantastic in my opinion um instrument uh to use on like a summertime album like it's great if you hear steel drums you're instantly in like a hot climate like like in my mind like i'm in jamaica like i'm like there like because it's just it's like one of those instruments that kind of just transports you for me anyways um and this did come out like you know june 27th so you know school is out people are starting to like hang by the pool and like do all that kind of fun stuff so like it is you know driving around and just like summertime things um so for me like it's perfect for like what it was for um and i think probably a lot of people from like st louis really like this song uh you know it's really cool like that he you know represents some represents the city so much and like he starts off with a song that's basically titled that and you know a song that's about that and what the people are like kind of and like you know what you know people have to do to survive and this and that so it's kind of cool um like i think it's cool like how they talk about um how people don't so much know about saint louis and like you know mm. he also talks about like the arch which you know you know is a kind of like a connector for like the cover um obviously you know and he's wrapping his city and like i was wondering too because i mean i don't know anything really about uh the city um like i wonder if like the arch acts as some sort of like a divider um in some way like you know like in like the you know below the tracks and above the tracks like kind of thing like is it kind of like oh this person lives on the other side of the arch like i wonder if it's kind of like that or because it's the city of two cities or something like that like there's two cities that are there um if i'm not mistaken and so anyways so um i just thought that that was kind of cool so anyways it's a fun song i really like it i gave it a 4.4 on five all right let's move on to the next track on the album greed hate envy oh mm -hmm. what cake will do and i could talk a whole bunch about this one so i'll let oh. you go first on well this track. i mean i will let you talk a whole bunch because i don't really have too too much oh my to gosh say everything about, about it i said oh, on the last know, one it's, it's so good it's so, always like that right from the beginning the right up in here is this a sweet spike and it's picture nelly in the booth getting in the vibe like they're trying to put the levels in and then he's hyping himself up mm -hmm. and then just right off the jump ah opened up shop at 13 yeah dimes dub quarter sacks and no z's and yo, the way he's in the pocket, listen, we were just having this conversation. There's so many of us try so hard to write complicated shit. 
but not many of us understand the pocket like how Nelly understands the pocket and the way he does his melodic flows like holy shit this just is so easily listenable to a point where a young me never really listened to it i just mm. vibed to it for the most part it made me feel cool i didn't know what the words to the chorus were until today and i've been again like green hey that's how it's been in my brain forever <laughs> i never really cared miscellaneous noises were. But that's actually a huge credit to the stickability of these tracks. Because remember, I listened to this when I was like an early teen. And then I didn't listen to these tracks again until like this week. So the fact is, Bonnie like heard me before. I'm like singing along to these albums. Like, like it's fucking like really been interesting. And I love the chorus, yo. That is just such a beautiful chorus, the way he sings it. And then if you really go back to listening to him, greed, hate, envy, what cake will do. And I didn't know what cake was when I was a kid, so it didn't mean anything to me. It still just makes But me then Jay Z made that song about cake. And then along the way, I realized cake meant money. So mm-hmm. greed, hate, envy, what money will do. And I'm like. I, I just didn't know when I was a kid, what? right? I still didn't know that. Um, well, you can urban dictionary that shit. I urban dictionary a lot of things. <clears throat> I I did not urban dictionary anyway, cake. So, uh, fuck the gandal at the game. Fuck you. Now, follow the rules, stay cool, and rock jewels. Greed, hate, envy, what cake will do. And right off the jump, it's like, I mean, you just got to imagine. He's very young. He's instantly gotten success in a way where there are probably jealous haters around him and such. And that's... Mm pretty strong like it's it's again so first he's from st louis and he contextualizes that it's a hard place and now he's going up to describe his story and his experiences going through this environment so like i said the beginning of the verse he's opening up and he's selling drugs then he said something that it caught me off guard from handheld digital to triple beam and i'm like is that guns i always thought that was like guns i don't know if that was and then i looked up what triple beam meant and i found out that those are scales triple beams are scales mm. and they're like precision scales for drug dealing and i'm like oh like that's like you guys like this is like we're year four tomorrow like f- tomorrow's the four year anniversary so when you're watching this on youtube it means yesterday or whenever the date was yesterday is and i didn't look at triple beam until today and i'm like okay now my page is an can, email hold on. Flip can screen. i just can i just say something <laughs> i am looking up cake right now on urban dictionary and all i'm seeing it could be is, drugs i thought it i thought it was drugs honestly and i'm not seeing that anywhere here so far i'm on I mean, page maybe. two i am only seeing um a description of ladies with large booties um or curvy ladies so, so I'm saying, me that one. I went up and I Googled, is cake a term for money? And then I got an answer that I'm trying to find. Um, but I wouldn't know to Google that because I wouldn't know that it means money. Cake. If we work hard, we'll be making cake later. So it comes from the idea mm-hmm. of celebration with cake. And if you think back now, to some, a Mary Antoinette. Now, if we go mad poetic with it to a Mary Antoinette people, let them eat cake as a representation of the rich. Mm-hmm. Cake is fucking money, okay? That's what it I found is. found one that it stands for, a kilo of cocaine. Yo, Chris is in there. What's up, Chris? Uh, but yeah, cake is money. That's what it is. All so right. what cake will do, fuck the... Anyway, that's a, that's a strong chorus where it's also saying like, look money complicates the situation and money creates like problems right so be aware of the rules and follow them and avoid that because what's going to happen is there's going to be greed hate envy and these are like you know dirty sins they're they're i believe really linked to the seven sins so i thought that was really cool too 
overall though he's kind of flossing a little bit in the first verse about how he's a bit of a drug dealer and that, but he's kind of putting it in the sense of his past like this is where i come from and then in the next verse again there's just these shout outs like shout out to my nor i'll never take a man's glory shit don't mix like shaq and kobe so shouting out other men who are successful i think it means noriega i could be wrong um he's also not going to go after someone else's shine so he's giving you rules and ethics he's going after himself and what he does um shaq and kobe gosh r.i.p kobe uh but like kind of there they have a rivalry like they didn't go together at the time if i'm not mistaken so now you know me i be low-key on these icy roll these dudes done showed me and hoes ignored me now they blow me so back then they didn't want me now i'm hot they all on me shit and it's proper because he's showing his transition and whatnot but part of it is literally just how he lived by the rules and how he did it and then people how he looks around and people just kind of doubted him and stuff i don't know then you got that third verse where like it's remarkably similar to the 99 problems verse that Jay-Z does a couple years later. So he's in his Range Rover, they pulled him over, and what are you fucking with me for, right? Like, literally Jay-Z kind of goes, what, like, asset, very similar. Speed limit 30, just doing 34. It's not quite the same as doing 55 and a 54, but it's very close. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, son, where's the gum? It's at home with the dope. Oh, you being a smart ass? Nah, that's my little joke. So. I mean, yes, Jay-Z's verse is, in my opinion, more eloquent and more maturely delivered. It's still extremely impressive that tucked into the third track, the second song on this album, is this verse about police harassment, suppositions about them. And then you could tell he was pissed because the black man in the black range doing black things with his black change, doing the right thing, driving his ass insane. And if I wasn't in his face, he'd probably be calling me names. Mm-hmm. So, like, you listen to something like that, and it's like, whoa, Nelly with his social conscious bars right there. And that's a really amazing verse. It is one of, like, the most incredible verses on the project. And it really caught, like, I was, you're just not expecting it, right? Like, right. At least I wasn't. But then um, I really like how he pointed out the stereotypes and all of it. And just the fact is that, like, the only reason that this cop is even giving this guy a modicum of respect is because he's in your face and maybe could be a threat in some kind of way is how I took that. But it could also just be, well, because I'm in front of you. But the second I turn away, y'all going to start using certain words that we can't say. And I'm not trying to say we can use those words. I'm just saying that we certain people would right. in bad context. So I look at it like that's what he's trying to convey. And I'm like, Wow. And then all of that's also kind of part of it because why is this happening? Because this cop who makes, what, 60K a year is seeing Nelly, a black man in his Range Rover, rapping, winning, being successful, and he's being harassed by the police for it. That's really interesting how he takes it from street shit to the cops harassing him for getting success as well in the same song. I think it's really, like, blow my mind. I'm going to give this another 4.5. Plus, I think the beat's just banging. It just got a good sound to it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't really have too much more to say uh, besides that, you know, just that he's kind of like touching on, you know, the drug situation and that, you know, that he started selling drugs at 13. And so, you know, it's pretty young to be kind of involved in like that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I think it's unfortunately kind of normal, too. Um, and, you know, kind of just talking about that we all have our temptations and that we have to like kind of pick our, our sins and like what we're going to like commit to and he says like greed hate and envy and i don't think hate is one of the seven deadly sins right i don't know if hate is i don't think but, it inherently um, is yeah I, yeah i know what you mean but like also like he's talking about cake and like that i was thinking of kind of like gluttony like he, he mm. wants to have like that so like that kind of made me think of that as well um and, you know, he talks about that he would go to the church smelling like weed and, um, you know, and like how his aunt would kind of like 
make him feel guilty or shame him a little bit or, you know, question him and, you know, knew what he was up to or whatever. Um, and that's kind of interesting, too, like, you know, that he would go to church on Sundays. And, like, Missouri is part of, like, the the Bible Belt in America. And so I imagine that, you know, as, like, a whole, it's, you know, relatively religious um, and Christian, um, I would say. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, for me, it was all right. I found it a little bit, like, repetitive, like, less enjoyable and not, like, annoying, but, like, just like it was a little bit much for me. So um, I gave it a 4.1 on 5. All right, let's do it. Let's talk about that song that everybody knows. Yeah. One of them. Let's <laughs> talk about country grammar. Hot shit. This is it. This is one of those tracks where, like, on the reel, I had no idea what he was saying. I don't think anybody I knew knew what he was saying. I don't really know that anybody knew that that chorus is about a drive by. It is about a drive by. <laughs> Because you don't think about it. You're just singing that. You're not even really in processing. In 2000 or, like, you know, even in 2005, like, I still wouldn't have really known what that even is. Like, maybe they censored the word cocked, and I didn't catch that because of the radio. Like, I can't recall. But, like, you just didn't really put any of it together because it's really cleverly written. Like, this is written in a way to make sure it got on radio, I think. Um, I mean, like, regular people radio. Because mm, I'm going down, down, baby. Which is right off the jump I mean, coming very... from a nursery rhyme, the down, down, baby, whatever. So in that way that, like, Method Man would tap into nursery rhymes, it, it taps into accessibility, stickiness. And listen, everybody likes this shit. One time in the summer I was singing this, biking, and this, like, old white couple stopped and cheered me on. I'm like, I like that song. Keep going. And I'm like, yo, everybody did this one. This one was, like, everywhere. Um it did shoot to number one on the U.S. rap uh, hot songs. I mean, I I just know it was all over my world, at least. Yep. Bonnie recognized this one, too, when I played it. But we're going Even down. Even I recognize down, it. I'm going downtown, baby. Your street in a Range Rover. Come on. Street sweeper, baby. And then, um, you, you know, you don't really. I didn't know what that meant. I just pictured a guy with a broom yeah. a lot in my life. I, I cocked ready to let it go. Wait a second, right? Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa, what? So... That's kind of like a dancing-y kind of sound, right? Mm -hmm. Genius says it's the the sound of a gun moving. So the gun is now dancing in the drive by. Listen to it pound. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa, what? That is kind of, you know? So, and that that got through like that, right? There's no need to censor any of this. This is so genius. Light it up and take a puff. Pass it to me now. Okay, that When I figured out what those lyrics were, I was like, I felt so like cool and naughty like that i but knew what it was think about light it up from the sense of the other side of it like you know? i just thought it was like like a joint right yeah and now i just look at it like you're lighting up the block with your gun and then maybe you're taking a little puff after just to like ease after you're down but still like that is one of the best choruses it's right up there with if you seek me in terms mm. of being incredible things that got past the censors while still being <laughs> powerful because yo i really really love that chorus but I didn't know what it meant until like a couple of years ago. And I'm like, holy crap. I don't think how I don't think many people knew they were doing a drive by celebration as they were singing this mm-hmm. thing, is all I'm trying to say. And then same kind of commentary with regards to the melodic shit. I mean, you can find me in St. Louis rolling under, smoking under, flowing on cocoa puss, sipping bug. But just the way he does his things, the way he like laces his flow, and this is so beautifully done. It's just really good. Um 
I mean, overall, it's it's really more on the positive thing. I like how he shouts at the candy painted in Chrome. I didn't know what any of that meant when I was a kid. So those were just words to me. Yep. Um, I like how he just ends the verse a little bit uh, with a shout out to slamming like Onyx, right? Because that's a game doing it. My grammar be Ebonics, which makes me think of Bill, Big Al. Like he's mm -hmm. shouting out all these different things, right? Lunatics to the day I die. Again, shouting out his crew. So it's like, yo, this is, again, just a little bit of a shout out to Nelly kind of culminating. So we got the last couple of tracks to contextualize the environment and where he's from. And then we're bringing it in. Yo, but we are riding through and we are coming in with the crew. And, you know, if you mess with us, uh, that's what happens. I don't have a lot more to question, like say about the actual bars. I just feel like it's flowy, it's airy, and an actual lyrical breakdown. It's just really fun, but not necessarily deep or dense. It's more yeah. the the melodicness of it is really great. I like when he goes keys to my beamer man, holler at me beaming man. Like that's the deepness of it. It's just fun. Yeah. But there's one line in this track that got kind of dated. A little bit and i wonder how nelly feels about it now because i don't really know his politics but uh when he's going on oh, from yeah. broke to having brokers my price is range my price range is rover it's good though now i'm knocking like jehovah like he's now out there mm -hmm. let me in now let me in now bill gates donald trump let me in now and i'm like yeah well i mean regardless of politics you have to i mean these are still rich people. Yeah, and at the time he was huge and he was a on huge the apprentice. Mogul. Yeah. And then I also like when he's like, I win now, fucking lesbian twin. And the way he puts that line in, it just flows. But I wonder if my fascination with, uh, you know, two ladies that are twins that maybe enjoy Had each other. Had sex with lesbian twins. I was like, but I'm like, when you think about it now, like, are they really lesbians if they had sex with you? No, I'm saying there's an entire <laughs> category on the sites where it is twins who engage in this particular action. I'm trying to censor myself a little bit I for the Twitch. Girls will just do things for money. I don't know Call if it it's that will, they're actually lesbians, but, and I don't think they're actually they're lesbians no, for each other. But if they were twins and they're doing it. And that's how it's going, and that's the fantasy, and they're giving it to him. That's yep. what he's getting now. Yeah. But that's like he's it, living his dream. But it's just it's a, it's an odd dream when you really think about it because it's kind of incestuous, which is. And like I imagine that they're not like these beautiful, lovely girls. I imagine they're kind of bush. <laughs> he describes the kind of girls you can pull in uh, a couple of songs. He gives actual I know, measurements. I know. I'm and just stuff. joking, but you know, as anyway. to what a real lesbian looks like. <laughs> okay, there are all kinds. We can't be I making, name, we can't be making comments like that on Twitch. I absolutely know that. Um, anyhow, uh, overall, I think the song is really strong. It's very listenable. It just, it's so easy. The beat is infectious. Like, it just gets stuck in your head for days. This song is a classic for the ages. It's a banger. I mean, you can throw this on at weddings now, and it will be as good as if yep. you threw it on at Summer a party. Song. I mean, I don't know that there's... This will make a great 90s, early 2000s night jam. Yeah. Late 90s. My kind of late 90s, early 2000s. Anyway, five on five. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely, like, one that should go on, like, your, like, summertime playlist if you have something like that. Like, it's... Uh, I also one thing I never knew was it's like alternative uh, title was hot shit. Uh, I don't think that was it's obviously. Not the, it's the ad lib title. Well, you know what I mean, like, but it's like there because because in the censored it was like hot. Like I just never knew that that was what it was. Anyways, but yeah, uh, and um, I don't really know. Like the the chorus is super catchy. Like it's kind of like juvenile and childish, uh, but like it works and it makes it something that everybody's gonna like know and sing along to and like 
like I can't even think of what the original one is because this is the one that gets stuck in my head and I can't like seem to like climb over it to find like the original source of this like whatever a school song or I feel like this is like something that I would like skip to or like patty cake to or whatever but like I honestly can't think of it because all I can think of is this song um so good job Nally um yeah and same thing like I always thought it was about weed but it's apparently also about shooting people so that's it um I don't know I mean I obviously noted the the lesbian twins um like line but I, I mean it's funny and I don't know it's obviously like a catchy song it's a hit um you know mostly for the chorus honestly because like I like I never knew you know it seems like most of us never really knew what was being said on the verses um but uh yeah I mean it's it's part of like who I am I guess so I gave this a 4.75 on 5 all right let's move on to a song where I feel my excitement drops a lot steal the show (laughs) what do you think about steal the show um, so this one features the uh, State Lunatics, and this one is definitely a posse cut. Um, it's really less good, <laughs> in my opinion. Um, and it's like, I don't know, like just like the vibe, like like some of the other guys like aren't that great of rapper. Not that they're not great, they're just not as great as Nelly, let's just say that. Um, and like in my opinion it's like also like such like a a 1999 like 2000 sound which is you know totally appropriate because it is um and like this is probably why like i think of this sound because of songs and albums like this um so like nelly is on like the fifth verse and like he like elevates the song like as soon as he like opens his mouth basically um, so, like, that's kind of, like, telling what it is and um, maybe why he was chosen out of all of the guys to, like, be, like, the, the headliner. Um, so, I don't know. Like, he's, I mean, it's fine. Uh, you know, they're all kind of, like, repping St. Louis. And um, really, like, I don't really know. I'm not going to go through it all. But, like, I wouldn't really go back to this one. It's not horrible, but it's definitely not my favorite uh, on this album at all. Uh, I give this a 3.9 on 5. Honestly, I, I'm not a fan of the beat that much. It's like an okay beat, but like it's not like a stellar beat. Mm. Uh, the mixing also feels like they put less effort into this one. I don't know why, maybe because it's the whole posse, but mm. it feels like they just knew this wasn't going to be. A, and I, when I say them, I mean, I see Kenny Dijkstra is an assistant engineer, and I feel like I know that name like from Genius. Like I've seen that name in the major labels before. So I wonder if they just put less effort on some of these like fillery kind of track and this one just feels like filler like the mm-hmm. last three we listened to felt like smash out of the park extremely polished extremely well made thought out everything and then you get city spud starting this off and no disrespect because i like i actually think city spud sounds great on ride with me right like not that anything but on this track like for the mention my name i let him know the deal i'm the same thought it was a lame now I push a range you know the name Honestly, no. I didn't know your name, dude. I, if Genius was not there, I would have absolutely no idea who this was. And that's just the fact of the situation. Peep the iceberg jeans and the ice chain. And if I got beef, I let the whole world know it. So if you got beef, let the whole world know it. Yan, take it to the streets. Let the whole world know it. I'm like, 
Yeah. Like, this just doesn't carry any of the strength mm-hmm. that came from what Nelly was just doing on the previous track. I'm like, I'm just, I read it on purpose like that to accentuate, like, what he's actually saying isn't very profound. Um, and his delivery is really weak. It's really flat. It's It's one of the worst I've heard on this channel as far as, like, expectations and reality. Like, it doesn't sound great. It just sounds like a boy in the crew on this one and i don't know maybe i'm missing the point on this maybe to a lot of people it is just super hot but i don't know i felt he was pretty bad and then murphy lee comes through and it's just like a swag in his voice that instantly brings it back up and i really liked it i just thought it was really strong like his delivery was cool and it was fine um overall he doesn't say anything interesting to me but it sounded good so we're back on at least at least having him next to nelly is in the same tier then that chorus just sounds really awkward it sounds like they were picturing the live show and having everybody pass the mic off or whatever and bounce back and forth but like they're just doing their thing and when you get that really long where are you from or whatever steal the show and then a little you can barely hear where are you from and then nelly out of nowhere just sounds awkward like what the fuck is from the stlmo3 but he just sounds too good yeah. but also awkwardly placed in this like i don't know like it just felt weird like we just had three memorable earworm choruses that are like grammy award-winning quality writing in my opinion <laughs> And then this is one of the worst choruses I've probably heard all year. Um, <laughs> and it's right there. Um, Ali has a cool, like, delivery. He's clearly bringing that speed. Um, I find he's got, like, a cool accent, which gives a, get, gets him away from not being a 1,000% clear because mm-hmm. he's not a 1,000% clear. But it's cool. You can understand it. Uh, none of the none of it's cool, but he does shut out yiggity ass y'all like Das F as in the next to rep the Midwest it sets and projects. And you know what? I'd say he's less good uh, than Murphy Lee, but good enough to be on the song and not like take away from it. But then Kaijin whatever comes on and I don't like his verse either. It wasn't that good. Uh, it just it just kind of happened and then he left. And I just felt his delivery was weak. And then Nelly, by the time he's come on, it's like you're like this is just taking me in too many directions and nelly's verse here doesn't like kill it it's just okay you know like i like what he's like peep i'm addicted to yes and i'm allergic to no that's actually a really cool mentality yes man shit like nelly's doing some cool things with his verse like that but you don't really care at this point you just don't care because the song has gone on and there's not a lot happening to even make you want to get to the point where you would listen to his verse and it's not like this is the verse you know nah honestly it's just this is such a skippable track to me um i give it a 3.5 it doesn't have very many redeeming elements and just having a couple of decent verses mixed with some bad verses i don't know it isn't the majority is bad like this was like the opposite of steel to show it was just kind of disappointing and i was like wait what's the rest of the album gonna be like and that's the problem with this track is it broke my i know what's coming in the next few songs because of the track list but i know that there is only three more hits on this album and they're coming in the first half and that still leaves the whole second half and that's what i felt when i got the steel to show but we'll get through it all together everyone because there's a little interlude um so yeah cedric's at some party yep he's having a good time uh everybody's around he wants to link up with them still can't get a hold of them he wants to be on the album wants to that's it yep i was like (laughs) Maybe I was just already in like a meh kind of mood because of the last track, but it was just like meh. 
<laughs> Boring. Three. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what it is. Uh, you know, he wanted to be on the album. He's trying to work with him, and you know, guess that worked out. Uh, so I mean, it's fine. It's a nice phone message. I don't know. I didn't hate it so much, so I give it a four point two. Fair enough. I think we can move on then to a song that my mom likes a lot. Woohoo! It's called Ride With Me. All right. But I think I still know this track by heart. Um, I know that I really enjoyed being 13 saying, uh, fuck fly bitches. That line at the end that City Spud brings in is good. Or if shorty want to rock, keep rocking the crisp. I don't know. That that whole part there, I liked it a lot when I was young, that Mm -hmm. third verse. But what do you think about this track? I imagine this time you have have some stuff you, you can say about it. Um, yeah, I mean, this one was like another like big hit, uh, definitely like you know of my like teenage years, um, like and I, I you know same thing. I, I'm kind of able to sing along to most of this song actually, uh, which is always appreciated uh, on like rap songs, and like that's probably kind of part um, part of the reason why it became like a radio success was that it was like sing alongable. Um, Hey, yeah. must, must be, be the, the money. money. Uh, <laughs> and it is like another like great summer song, um, you know, that really everybody, you know, old, young, boy, girl, whoever, um, like can enjoy uh, to sing along with this one. Um, and like he's kind of talking about things that, you know, that he's doing now that he's like nouveau riche or new rich. Um, uh, and, you know, he's having fun. He's balling. He's partying. He's popping bottles. He's smoking weed. He's doing all that kind of stuff that, you know, people, young people with money do. And why not? And, you know, and he's also saying, you know, he's basically not like an ugly guy. So it's all about getting the ladies um, so, I mean, he doesn't say that he's, like, an ugly guy or anything, but, you know, he does talk about getting the ladies and that, you know, he attracts these, you know, girls that are down for a good time. And uh, I don't know. It's a chill, fun, easy summer song. It's, like, super enjoyable and definitely, like, a fucking classic. So I give it a five on five. I mean, just from the beginning, the, the guitar strums, the... Hums that he does, mm-hmm. like everything, just it's so hooky at the beginning, and it just gets you excited every time you hear it because you know it's coming. Um, and then you know where they at, where they at, come on now. And then like even that little intro, it's just so easy to to catch you, and it's just it's a hook. Mm-hmm. And then you get that chorus where do you think anybody in Montreal, okay, a lot of y'all did. Do you think anybody like me knew what the fuck we three wheeling in the foe with the gold D's means? That's that shit you looked up on whatever lyric site was back then, and you were like, okay, that's what he said, and you still had no idea what he meant. (laughs) I still don't really know what it means. Oh, okay, words. But apparently it's rims. It's just Mm. fucking rims on his Impala. I don't don't fucking know. I'm not a car person. Anyway, but you know what was clear? Why does he live this way? Must be the money. Oh, that's why he can have it. And then if you want to go and get high with me, smoke an L in the back of the Benzie. I know what a Benz is is that's a it's a kind of bends and i know what an l is it is a joint or a spliff that is longer than your finger i think or it's a long paper see it's just complicated shit man i'm just saying it's, it's very complicated <laughs> no nah, i'm kidding uh i really enjoyed this chorus a lot it's just so good and the fact that my mom sings it is hilarious to me <laughs> um everything about this track is just well constructed it's again in the same line of melodic rapping that we've got before but just kind of fun you know what people like listening to songs where you're in the club on a late night feeling like looking trying to spot something real nice you know because many of us have been looking for a shorty you notice the type that i could take home 
That's just kind of real. And then he just describes her. What I think is most profound is that as long as you're a thicky, thicky, thick girl. Because then he goes on to have a track called Thicky Thick Girl later on. So it's cool because it attaches the album and gives more of a, you know, links to other songs on the album. And uh, if you want to know what that means, you can go listen to that track. And then you now, now you know what Nelly's requirements are. Um, uh, I like it. Like when she goes, so Nelly, can we go? It's how could I tell her? No, her measurements is 26, 25, 34. And then everybody knows the next part. I like the way you brush it. Like, it's just like that shit that is I so like soft. It is so soft, but honest. And like, it just sounds like Nelly actually was in the club looking at this girl, doing a quick little brush of her hair type thing. And he just had to take her home. But really the second verse, it changes, right? So now he's adjusting to fame and he doesn't really understand it. Right. But for me, it was, uh, it feels strange now, making a living off my brain instead of cane now. I got the title from my mama, put the whip in my own name now. Damn, shit done, change now. Running credit checks with no shame now. Like you really listen to what he's saying there. That's some shit that I don't think a lot of people ever caught in terms of what he's really saying. Right. Instead of being forced into a life of drug dealing, I was able to like put the deeds of the house and the cars and things into my own name as a man. And like things have changed to the point where I can now go and buy things equity wealth items and not have to worry about if i can pass a credit check hell i can go to a store and run my credit card and just know there's enough credit there to play it like that's a really powerful line if you think about the actual subtleties of like why this is so impactful to him to be able to go to a store and not feel shame of being broke because you don't have anything mm-hmm. and to know that your money's coming from drug dealing so you can't even build credit and equity because you aren't in the system yeah like wow wow in the middle of this song there you go and then i don't think anybody really listened to city spud stuff you know like but i also like the bridge i forgot about that um and he's like i know something you don't know and mm-hmm. i got something the way he's singing it there has this na 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 feel to it mm-hmm. but when you again you mm-hmm. listen you won't believe how many people straight doubted the flow most said that i was a failure and i relate to that yo i'm 33 and here so i relate to that shit many people laughed at me when we started behind that suit i'm not i'm not talking like i'm talking straight up made fun of me for having two cent days of monetization Oh, it's just two cents. You can buy me a coffee soon. I don't talk to those people anymore. And Sanamio and I can't help you. But Nelly, can we get tickets to the next show? Hell no. Are you for real? That's that's fair, right? Like, yeah. I feel like a lot of people just expect a lot of things, but don't really aren't there. And I know a lot of artists and a lot of people on the grind can relate to what he said there. And I think even just a lot of people in life can. So while he's being a petulant child, he manages to create a relatable moment that we can all latch onto in the middle of this pop song that's effectively just glossing on the ride with Nelly, which also doubles as Ride My Dick. <laughs> it's amazing. Yep. Um, City Spud gives us more of a conventional rap verse, and on this track, he sounds really good. Um, Do Me Like You Should, Fuck Me Good, Suck Me Good was a 13-year-old Holden's... Oh, he really liked those <laughs> bars. Um it's I feel just like kind of once airy, you knew what it was, I feel like flat, everybody said freshy. it. Like, um, I don't know. Like, City Talk, Nelly Listen, Nelly Talk, City Listen. That's really, really what happened, actually. When I fuck fly bitches, when, and he's like, okay, City Spud, I'm glad you're fucking fly bitches. When I walk, pay attention, see the ice and the glit. You know, like, it's it's I. It's just got to, but it's not the words. It's the delivery. It's, it's just it's, the way ah. it sounds, even. Yeah, and it, you don't 
really care what they're saying. And I think a lot of people, especially rappers who care about lyrics and bars, especially rappers when we write our bars, right. we get so caught up in the words that we don't think about the fact that Ride With Me may not have the best bars ever, but it communicates multiple fucking good messages and celebrates well. And I'm like, that's a pretty timeless classic to me. This song's gonna be played in 20 years and most of our tunes aren't gonna make it past three weeks. So I guess that's just what it is. It's a five on five. Anyway, I like the next one a lot. Bonnie apparently never heard it. So E-I indeed. Yep. You go first because I love this song. So this is a, another nice, uh, easy kind of flow and another summer song for sure. Um, so I looked up E-I, uh, you know, what it's supposed to mean on Urban Dictionary because that's what I do. Um, and it says like, uh, you know, it's like St. Louis slang and it means apparently uh, like bring it on. Um, but then like somewhere else it says that um, uh, now I forgot about it. Where does it say um, that he says, oh, eat it. No, I don't believe that person. That was on Genius. That guy sounded. Like, yeah. Whatever. And I was like, mm, no. I don't know about that. Like unless he's talking about his the bring it because underlay underlay is like Spanish for hurry up. Mami, E-I, E-I. So yeah. it just makes sense to be bring it. Uh oh. Plus it's so, all like anamana, pia kind of. Is that the word for it? Like shit that sounds like shit. You know what I'm trying I to think say? So, yeah. Um, like anyways, I'm not really sure how any of that works, but OK. Uh, you know, and in Canada here, it stands for uh, employment insurance. Hells yeah. So. That's always what I thought this track was until honestly today. I'm just, on my EI check. Yay. It's kind of what I figured it was. <laughs> yeah. And um, he wants to sleep with girls like those strings attached, like that kind of situation. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I like some of the lines. You compare me to your local grocery, and then you'll see I got more carrots than Aldi. I thought that was cute no, because, but he, like, keep it going. More bread than aisle G. Yeah. Then bag and scan me. Even like the sure, lines like, before I'll, are pretty great with like like the cartoon characters that he's talking about with that eat carrots, and then he's like he's like carrot eater, uh, but like he's you know talking about like diamonds as in you know the carrots. Um, so I don't know. It, it's definitely fun. It's catchy. It's not like as fun as some of his other songs but it is still like a good um, one i like it you're incorrect it is as fun as his <laughs> other songs i gave it a 4.4 let's hear what you did listen everything about this from the the way the beat builds up the uh the the oh because right he's singing uh. <laughs> he's not grunting he's singing the grunts right yeah and that makes it epic right can you hear me uh-oh. <laughs> and who doesn't like a good uh-oh, okay? Of course, yeah. It's a Colin Chant shit. Mm -hmm. It's really good. I fucking dope. And then his flow is just impeccable. This might be his best rap flow. But again, he's doing the same singy shit. Like, I'm a sucker for gold rolls and manicured toes. Who? Fendi Capri pants and parasuit goes. I probably shouldn't sing. I don't actually know how far I could push the copyright boundary <laughs> on this. But, like, the way he delivers all of it. And then when you think about it, he just likes girls with cornrows and nice toes and Fendi Capri pants and parasucos. All of which I didn't know. I didn't know what a Capri pant when I was young. I didn't know what a parasuco was. The rise of Diddy and City with one or two throws. I'm like, that's cool that he brings that up. Um, I'm drafting him out of high school straight into the pros. He's just getting these girls. He's bringing them out. 
you know, and he likes it when he makes the knees touch the elbows. It's just a party jam. It's just what yeah. it is. But then I also like how he brings up Baby Gimme Some Mo and again calling out the classic rap shit. But then he has lines on this track that really just like from an energy perspective, like people talking shit about the takes, whatever. He's like, somebody probably jealous because they bitch got hit. And it's funny because I was watching that Flacco Bayo guy uses a flex for New York versus other places. You probably mad that a New York girl took your girl, you know, like yeah. the same kind of thing. But ain't nobody else dropping shit like this. And if you think about what Nelly did in 2000, there wasn't a lot of people dropping shit quite like this. And like I said a little bit earlier, how many people jacked this melodic rap shit in 2020? I don't know. I'm not saying Nelly's the first. Right. But I can't think of many in the pop-pop mainstream sphere that were doing quite what Nelly was doing at this time. And again, if y'all watching this and you have a million gajillion examples... Nelly is on Dancing with the Stars, Mummy. We already brought up how he did <laughs> Go that check it out. Tupac thing with the fake bulletproof vest. It was hilarious. I don't um, think it's that bad, but it's it's fun. Anyway, uh, but so like if you think about what he's saying there, it's cool. But then the way he ends this line is the pettiest shit ever. Should we apologize? Now fuck it, just leave him pissed. Hey, I'm the like, I'm, I'm that, like <laughs> that is how you do it. Like y'all trying to hate on my shine. Fuck it, we're not even yep. gonna say I'm sorry. Your punishment is to stay mad at me. And then that chorus, that chorus is just dope. You don't even need to. You just drop the beat at the club, and everybody's gonna sing it. What's popping tonight? I thought it said what's happening now, my whole life, mm-hmm. and then I found out today it's what's popping tonight. Yeah. Fair enough. That's what I mean about these tracks doesn't necessarily matter what the right lyrics are it just sounds good the other part i I was very aware of what he was saying if the head right nelly there air night i'm Mm -hmm. like that makes a lot of sense to me yeah that that to me makes a lot of sense that's a a great value proposition for hanging out with a particular person um the rest of the track um basically goes into the same kind of thing of him kind of flossing his bars with his wealth and his ability to pull ladies and just kind of reveling in his success and being dope with it. Um, I really like when he goes, I'm feeling sticky, let go off in a hose mouth. I don't know why, but I think it's just like one of the best fucking way that I've ever heard a rapper describe coming to the point of orgasm. Because right after he's like, yeah, like this little like, yeah. Like it's just the perfect ad lib for that moment. Like it's those little subtleties that are really good. And you already touched on the end of this verse, how it's fresh. And I'm like, let's be real. Like this is a well-made, extremely layered, detailed pop song with some really hard shit going on in it. Like the ladies kind of want to listen to this cause you're going to be shaking mm-hmm. and the dudes get to feel like cool. I'm like, this is a good track. I'm not going to lie. Mob, this is a five. That's it. Nice. There might be one more five tucked into this project, but we are about to head on the downhill slide of the pr- <laughs> the effort seems to have changed a little bit after yeah. this track. So just forewarning that if y'all think the rest of it is me gushing on Nelly for the rest of the album, well, let's take a look at Thicky Thick Girl. All right, Bonnie, how do you feel about Thicky Thick Girl? Um, I mean, basically, it's exactly what you think it is. Um, You know. It's about sex and getting some hot, thick girls that him and his buddies like. And, uh, you know, we've got some of the lunatics or the St. Lunatics on this one. <coughs> and, um, like, their verses aren't so bad on this one, but it's not, like, the best. Um, and it's a lot slower on this one, I find. Um, I don't know. I didn't really have too much else to say. It, it didn't really, like, 
capture me. But I gave it a 4.2 on 5, apparently. So I guess it was still fine. Well, I mean, I can kind of get that if you don't pay attention to it and maybe you just kind of listen to it, the beat's all right. Like, listening to it now, I was listening to the chorus and the beat, and, mm-hmm. like, there might be a vibe for it, but personally, I didn't feel it, man. This beat came in and it was like, I don't know, the more I listened to it, the more I was like, it almost doesn't feel finished. It feels like it's missing one little thing to make this beat perfect. It's like, it's all right. Um, And then you get to the chorus and it's got all the elements of like what we're getting on the other choruses, except for the part that it's like nobody cares. Like, see, you could be a lady or a bitch girl. Like, it's a nice little hook. Still, you're a thicky, thicky, thick. I'm like, okay. Looking like a lollipop waiting for the lit girl. Yep. You're the thicky, thicky, thick. Remind me of my 6'4 waiting for the switch girl. And I'm just like, okay. Could be a crime I'm waiting to commit, girl. You're like... I don't know, like, underlay, underlay, mommy, E-I-E-I, uh-oh, if the head right is just a lot stronger than um, that, you know? Like, yeah. that's just, it is just soft. It's just like, there's no oomph to it. There's no energy to it. And he did pick the the guys I picked off the last track that I thought were the strongest, so I was like, all right. And here's the thing, there's nothing actually, like, wrong with any of anybody's verses on this song. But it all comes off, like, like, I don't feel like the ad-libbing game is there on point, adding those extra little oomphs. I don't feel like it, as much effort went into completing this track. Okay, the yeah. bars are fine. Like So basically, I'm a joke, right? Look me in the eyes. Tell me if you don't lie when I use it. Shoes untied before you know it. Method first, we get naked. Pants gone. It's like, okay, it's fine. Maybe it's partly that I don't really care about their sex lives, which is possible. Mm-hmm. But it's also stuff like it's on. Put my penis in accurate. Just relax a bit. And I was like, that might be one of the weirdest lines I ever heard. <laughs> like, who puts it in inaccurate? Like, yeah, I did catch that. And I was like, uh, where is he putting it? Like, like, what's he doing with that? Where's he going with this? Hmm. I don't know. It's okay. Um, okay, it's cool. Obviously, he mentions condom use, which I have to give him credit yep. for. He does say to put on a condom. Um, Ali's like, fine. Uh, again, I'm listening to it, and I'm like, I don't really care it's just i don't care none of this is interesting it's not like the sex stories are sexy it's not like the flossing is elaborate enough to make me want to be him it's just i get girls and it's like "Mm, okay i get girls too i have a girl now but if i were single i get girls (laughs) um if you're lucky anyway then nelly comes on and he's better but by now i'm not interested anymore again because he's kind of like deep in the track i spit more shit if into the ears than diatones dial tones on telephones just to get the ass back home come watch the bear rock like flintstones mm-hmm. and then I, i'm pretty sure like little wade stole that shit but i'm pretty like maybe not stole but you know it sounds yeah. like some little wayne bars there uh but overall like the rest of the verse is fine but we're still in the point of do I really care? I don't really care. He he gets he gets his girls. I like the fact that he also brings up rubbers, and that's important to, that he he's representing that. But yeah, no. Um, yep. At least Nelly wants to make sure she's pleased enough to to get the neighbors calling through her excessive poundage. But I don't know. I, I don't I don't feel this at all. I gave it a three point seven five, and part of it is the album placement. Like you're coming off what I consider to be the, my favorite song on this album is EI. Like straight up, it is it's so good. Mm-hmm. Maybe twelve year old me influenced me a lot there, but um, <laughs> this is not it. The yeah. beats like a step down. Everything about it is a step down, and whatever. Uh, next one though. Speaking of 
Mr. Wheezy features Lil Wayne, which a young me didn't even there know who Lil Wayne was back then. Anyway, this is for my. No, that's that's all it is. There's no other word. It's just for my. Yeah. Also cool to see four of you there. That's dope. It makes me feel cool. We're trying to stay above that average viewership of three so that Twitch considers us worthy affiliates. You, you ready? Yeah. So how did you feel about this track? It's all right. Um, so yeah, we've got Little Wayne, and like he does not really sound like the Little Wayne that I know. And you know, he's young, and you know, he's still like, like I don't know. I just think that it's just interesting. Like he doesn't stand out on this song. He's only eighteen. He's only eighteen. Guys. No, but like think about that. He's only eighteen back yeah. then. So the Little Wayne you're used to is like rapping for all these years with like all of this time. Yeah, he definitely sounds like young and like not like the great uh, that we know that he is now. Oh, shit. Right? He would have been 17, actually, when he made this verse. Because oh, his wow. birthday comes out... A- I just checked. His birthday would have been after this album. He would have been 17 doing this. Hmm. Well, there you go. I mean, that's pretty awesome that you're on, like, such, like, a, uh, like a top-selling, like, album. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, this this one is, um, you know, wants ladies uh, that provide, like, you know, some sexual favors uh, for them. You know, no questions asked. Like, just, like wham bam thank you ma'am kind of ladies and um i don't know it's all right it definitely sounds like the rest of this one for my yeah i just thought it was like uh, a more in line of general all around each verse kind of flossy bars this is where we're from this is what we're after this is why we're cool kind of shit yeah i mean i just thought that that's what it was that's what it is and like like i just found that that it did like there's a good like fluidity to like the album. It sounds kind of similar to like the rest of like the songs, um, and that's it. I don't know. I mean, for me, like I said, Lil Wayne doesn't really stand out so much, um, but it's on point with the rest of the album. Uh, I don't know. Four point two five. All right. Um, I took it again, more like a flashy braggadocious. Like part of it is you didn't see this one coming. We got Anno to the STL, so New Orleans to St. Louis. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're kind of connecting. Yeah. I think it's cool to have that. Like, Wayne is an interesting posse cut to get, or not posse cut, like, feature to get, like, a strong person. Um, anyway, uh, so I like how it just kind of, like, the vibe of the energy of the track. I like the chorus a lot. Like, the, yeah. this is for my who be keeping it tight. And then, yeah, he does looking, he's looking, so this is for guys who are looking for those DTF ladies, but then it's also for the ladies with the style and grace who ain't nothing but talking but the bitch in their face, you know, mm-hmm. so... You can't handle it. So it's for all the street peoples, all the real ones, all the peoples that are vibing, male and female. It just so happens that, you know, men want the women and women want to be strong. Bumping N-O-R-E number six, bitch, give me some head. And you out there who be jacking the risk. And I like the fact that in the chorus, he's bringing up an N-O-R-E track, you know, like that. That's so cool to me. Yeah. Um, in general, though, I didn't enjoy it quite as much as the stronger hits, right? I, I enjoyed it in the sense of it's all right. Like, it, it has a good flow to it. <clears throat> it's kind of cool to see this young Wayne. He has an impeccable flow, and he's going so, like, hard, and there's, like, this lack of auto-tune that I'm used to on it, and he sounds so young with it. Um, I don't know that there's a lot in it that I thought was dope, but it flows well, and it rides really well. What I thought was so weird is how Nelly 
and Wayne do this back and forth thing in the first and the last verse, right? Mm -hmm. But in the middle verse, it's like Wayne didn't show up for that one, so he just <laughs> didn't get it, and it went back in. And that threw off the symmetry of the track for me, and I okay. really, I don't know. It's a little thing, but I, I don't have more to say about it. It's just okay. This song felt like it's okay. It feels like it's not bad in any way. It checks all the box. It's fine. Um, I really like the line where he's like, uh, sometimes got to shine, my, why not me? Somebody got to shine, why not me? Even my dentist told me floss seven days a week. So <laughs> that's why it's got to show off and shit. Yeah, it's clever, like that. but that's like the depth of what you're getting out of this. And I don't think it gets like even better in terms of writing than that anywhere else on the track. That's like a highlight of this song. So I'm giving it a four because it's an enjoyable tune and like there's nothing wrong with it, but there's also nothing like extra great about it either. Anyway, that's my thoughts. Yeah. The beat's okay. It doesn't, it's not bad. It's just, there's so many better ones on this project. Like, I wouldn't go to this when there's other ones that are so much better. Yeah. Especially in the playlist era of I can create my own music. Anyhow, let's talk about the, the other, other side. side. How do you feel about this one? So, I think this is like a story about living on like the other side of the city. Again, perhaps where the arch divides and... Um, you know, telling us a story about some of the choices that people make. Um, and, I, you know, so it's just kind of about that. And, um, you know, cops are after them, you know, and cops are on their backs. And, uh, you know, they're, you know, they're up to no good maybe. And they're doing what they got to do to make some cash. And there's like this, like, like I, I mean, I, I don't know. I like when I, there's like sounds and different unique features in beats so I thought, I'm not sure, maybe it's just me, like, interpreting it as that, um, that there was sort of like a, like a slamming type sound that's featured in the beat. And I was wondering if that was supposed to be, like, uh, a jail cell kind of slamming, like, shot or something like that. Like, you know, that, that jail isn't that far away for, like, for, like, them or whatever. Um, and, you know talking about that kids get taken away from families and we you know that there's you know people that are living you know with items on layaway because you know they can't necessarily afford to pay in full uh, right away and you know just for like basic things or for like you know Christmas gifts things like that um, you know and then talking about this mom you know that also that gets paid for sex and like you know the kids are in the other room and that there's a different guy there every night and um, you know, just like that's sort of like the reality of things. Like, you know, even kids can't escape this sort of life, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, just sort of like the realities of like the ghetto or whatever. Um, you know, kids skipping schools, selling drugs, you know, and like the, the cycle continues. You know, it just keeps on going, unfortunately. And I think that he's also trying to teach people um, with this song that there are other ways out and that he is an example of that, that he was doing this. He was living this kind of, you know, delinquent lifestyle, you know, selling drugs and doing whatever it was that he did and, you know, got up to maybe some some naughty things or whatever. Um, but he's changed and that, that's not the, the path that he's choosing to go down. He's choosing music and creativity and his art you know, and, you know, he's going to keep on going and he's going to keep on striving to, to, you know, be successful in that instead of as a drug dealer. And I think that that's always a good message. So I give it a 4.25. It's decent and I like the message. I feel like decent is a great word for this because you covered the message well. Like each verse he goes through his thing. 
um, it's very clear, very concise, mm -hmm. but it's also a bit of a snooze fest a little bit. Like you yeah. have to really make an effort to stay interested, I found, because the entire song is da 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 like it doesn't change. There's no like flip up. It's basically just that. The chorus, the verse, like it's almost all the same flow, the whole track, the same melody. There's yeah. And if you love it, I'm sure it's like, wow, this a vibe for days. But I was like this is a vibe I have to put some effort into really getting into. Um, overall, it's cool. Like I said, the first verse is clearly targeted at young black dudes trying to get into the life. And the second yeah. verse, I mean, I think it's really interesting when he does the part where it's like the kids asking what they mommy do and why she lock us in the bedroom. I think mommy getting paid to screw because every night it's a different dude. Yeah. Like that part was pretty blunt, pretty whatever. And he's questioning the girl like your kids think about it, think about the impact of it. It doesn't sound judgy. It kind of sounds like he's that this is passive, the reality, but know, it almost like, sounds passive. Like, yo, listen, I'm I don't even have the energy to really try to argue with y'all, so I'm gonna write this little track here, and like maybe y'all can get something from it. Because mm -hmm. he's probably tried. Like, you can see, he cares about other people, and he, you know, having lived a life and flipped on over, as you said, he's trying to put it out there. But even that last part, like you started smoking out with chronic on the brain, now you are smoking on meth uh, amphetamines. I ain't trying to sell you dreams, just trying to show you that it's other ways of getting cream. Like, I mean, it feels like his passion for this wasn't necessarily high, is I think really what I come off with this track. Like, I like the beat, kind of, and I like the flow and melody, kind of. I give it like a 4.1. I feel like it's it's not a bad song by any means, mm -hmm. but like compared to some of the energies and the efforts and the finessing that went into some of the other songs, I don't know that I'm as engaged on this one, Yeah. but like the message is is good. And that's probably why it's like got the little point one boost or something because <laughs> I do like what he's doing with his platform. Yeah. It's just not the best. Because he sounds <laughs> bored. He really sounds kind of mm. bored with this track. Um, maybe that's my interpretation. That's okay. Uh, next up, we have the track Throw Dim Rappers. How do you feel about this track? Um, not great. Uh, <laughs> like. I listened to this one on repeat over and over again. Like it just played twice, and I was like, "Did did I did I even listen to something?" Like I had no idea what even happened. Like this is definitely like for me like a filler song. Like it's not bad, but I just didn't care about it at all. Like it sounds okay, but like to actually like try and actually listen to what's going on, I'm like, mm. I just like got bored with it both times. Um, so, I mean, this is all about, like, his goal of being a rapper, I guess. And, like, um, like, I don't know. I, I don't really care about this one. This one, literally, like, I really don't have much to say about it. Like, for me, like, this one was just, like, what? Like, and that's what I mean. Like, the beat isn't, like, terrible. It's, you know, and it has, like, a little bit of, like, an up and down to it. Like, there's, like, some differences in it. But, like, it's not... I don't know. None of it stood out for me at all. So I gave it a 3.8. Fair enough. I feel like this one is meant to be another hype swag song. Mm. Like, let's make that money. Let's go get it. And I can see how if you're really, really into this, like, particular style of beat and everything, it's going to slap real hard. For me, it felt like it was a smidge better than the last song. Like, mm, it was right. it was right in the same realms of, like, this doesn't have that complete over-the-top full song feel that Nelly was given on some of his more solo efforts. And again, 
this one seems to be um i don't know it just feels like not to say solo efforts but like it just feels like a generic track by comparison i don't know yeah. like let's make a million keep it real for triple o oslo from plenty henny and hydro fuck a bitch in some clothes i gotta get rich go platinum and do shows and get the dough fair enough <laughs> but like that's what i'm left with when i'm done with it it's not that it's bad like this was playing on the album it's dope I'd, I'd let it play i wouldn't feel a need to like go change it or anything but like i don't have anything in here that is is making me feel like i want to go seek it out either like i don't feel like he's dropping in the melodies like he was in the same like kind of hooky way i feel like it's all right like i could make a million blindfolded with no shows using no flows just arm and hammer and four o's give me lodos and a connect that is never closed and watch me lock it down and it's like i guess so nelly has it in him to go ahead and move some drugs to like make some money and make a million and da 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 it's like fair enough I guess I like it better when you're doing the I want to fuck girls and I'm like, fuck it, let's leave him pissed, you know? Yeah. That's just my opinion on this one. It's okay. I like how he shouts out Jay-Z in the third verse, like he sets his aspirations. I like what he does in general. I just don't like this one as much. Um, I don't want to waste more time on it because it's cool. It's just not for me. I don't. I think other people could feel this one. Anyway, B-side-y, mid-ground for me. 4.15. It's all right. Uh, I'd rather move on and talk about rap something. I happen to really, really, really like this song. Like I said, from when I was a kid, I... So that explains it. You see, Biggie be like, what's beef? Me, I'm like, what's weed? Weed is actually a medicine for me, you know. Every four hours, like a prescription, I'm smoking, and I'm thanking my reefer chief for making me choke. I'm like one of those half-baked thugs. I'm in love. Imagine being young, how cool that would sound. It was pretty cool. Like, you know how cool it is? It was so cool. You know, cool. this is no lie, yeah, yeah. Me and my people getting high, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a hook. He's right back at it with that. And if you think about it from like a fun, upbeat, like, yo, we love the weed. We coming through. Like, Ali does it on this one. Ali really shines here. Like, and then the idea, like, yo, we just, re we just religiously go through it. And then I like how he also ends the verse, you know? Um shit i'm still stuck at a point like hey you dig and my mama think that i should quit and i like how he puts together there's almost a danger to weed where like he comes up with all these ideas and shit but then he sobers up and he just forgets everything and i thought that was so funny anyway uh murphy lee's all right um i don't think he's it, it just sounds good to listen to but i don't think it says a whole lot i like though that he goes eyes low from plenty henny and hydro shouting back to the track we literally just listened to so that's cool that's what i meant about creating that album experience where i i think it's an interesting move and something that's growing more and more on me because it makes it feel like it's more of an album more like these songs are part of a community rather than isolated experiences so it's actually a plus and then nelly's verse is fine he's getting high like what else is there to do um i, I don't know there's not much else for me to say but the beat is really wavy and kind of good and kind of gives you this sense of all right like marijuana's cool and then the way they <laughs> sing in this it has a sense of it's cool and it's fun and this is just how we do it but again they shout out classic rappers they shout out classic stuff and i love how much love is given on this album towards other elements of hip-hop and whatnot it's really incredible to me anyway i don't know what else i can really say about this one but i actually really dig it and uh that chorus has been stuck in my head for a real 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 fucking long time i think it's a good 4.25 oh also is murphy lee going back and forth with somebody else 
because it kind of sounds like he's going back and forth with somebody else, but it could also just be him switching his voice back and forth. Um, I don't know. I was just something I wanted to know for y'all, because try Googling something like that in 2020 on a cut that wasn't a single from 2000. Good fucking luck. So if y'all know, let me know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a weed song. It's uh, it's about getting high, and that's pretty much what it is. For me, it, it's not, like, the best weed song. Like, this, you know, if I was, like, looking to get interested in marijuana for the first time, this would not be it. But I imagine that it, you know, it definitely influenced you. And Yo, you had the album. That's true. So you listened to this probably a lot. And um, it definitely has, like, that, like, summer vibe to it. And it's kind of like slow, like maybe because they're a little bit high. I don't know. It's just something about it. It definitely like it fits the vibe for what it's trying to do. So it's decent. I give it a four on five. All right. There's one more single on the album, and it's the next one that we're going to discuss. Okay. It's called Batter Up, because I'm the first to swing. I'm not going to lie. I listened to this, and I'm like, how the fuck was this the single? Like... The chorus plays up on the Jeffersons theme song, right? So that obviously tapped into a oh, lot of people. interesting. I don't think I ever watched the Jeffersons. Um, so that, that chorus was there, and it never really resonated with me a lot, actually, when I'm young. Um, something that did ra- resonate with me is when he goes, batter up, and then Ali going, I'm the first to swing, home run with the give me what you got thing, hot way. That's been stuck in my head for ages, but the rest of the song wasn't stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. The chorus, I couldn't even remember it uh, until I heard it again. But you know what I thought was really interesting? And it fucking clicked. This is why this song stuck so well and went up the charts, is my prediction. Hit and run at any town, any ground. This is Mr. Nelly. Rules for I hit it. Split it, lick it, and quit it. And hit it. Lick it. Did I say lick it? Yeah. Fuck it. Lick it. Ain't no shame in my game. That normal shit ain't my thing. I think with my dick, then put your mouth on my brain. So what we learned here is Nelly is a fan of Cunnilingus. Mm-hmm. And I not wonder only if it's him that influenced Lil Wayne. Um, I feel like they were just homies into Cunnilingus together. Aww. But what I love about it is in an era where it isn't yet cool to perform oral sex on a female partner, he's almost acknowledging it. Did I say lick it? Yeah, I did. Like, I'm telling you, I, I do that because that's smart. You know what happened? All the women got past that tattoo on his belly and were like, you know what? This famous rapper is going to lick it on top of everything else. Wow. Mm. I get something a little bit extra out of the situation. And to have a guy promote it, like, fuck all your opinions. It's cool. This is what I'm doing. And then after talking, only after talking about eating pussy, does he move it back to the oral sex being returned in the favor. Right. That's called free game. Okay. That's called free game <laughs> and that's what he did there um so i really like what he did with that otherwise i don't get it there's nothing about this track that i really like murphy lee's fine they're all fine yeah i mean you can clearly see that ali and murphy lee are the main lunatics and the other guys are just there but like man that's it it's just that that's it i can't figure it out i'm pretty sure it's because nelly was promoting conolingus and therefore, a lot of women bump that. And look, Lil Wayne proved that that has some facts in it, okay? Rappers who go like, I'm never going to eat your pussy. Like, good chance that you're going to not have as many women bumping your stuff gonna, as the guy who yeah, brags about it. I feel like, yeah, the women are going to be like, well, then you're not going to get a blowjob. Well, nowadays. 
but wow. back then it's more like wow why would i gravitate to you and i can gravitate to him mm-hmm. you know like and it's, it's not a not a bad looking guy i'm just gonna say that minus the nasty stomach tattoo and then he got a band-aid anyway uh so yeah that's all i gotta say about this one i think it's okay the beat's slow it's a slower kind of whatever dram it's a 4.25 like a lot of it is just my preferences not being interested while objectively being like yeah this has a vibe to it but i think that's why it became a hit because they knew that nelly going on about that was going to be effective plus i mean baseball is america's favorite pastime right Mm, that's true too everybody loves baseball so i mean yeah I mean, it has some of the same lunatics featured on this one. So, I mean, they're all right, too. Um, And it kind of starts with, like, an announcer. And it it does kind of feel like you're almost at, like, a baseball game, like, in, like, that sense. And and there's, like, a slower vibe. And it's just sort of, like, life lessons. um, But with, like, baseball slang. Like, that's pretty much all it is. And it's interesting. And, you know, it's their time at bat now because they're in the big leagues. And, like, they, you know they're winning they're you know not striking out or anything um i mean it's all right they're just kind of talking about like how it's like their time to shine and that they've made it which is you know they have i guess or at least he did so i give it a 4.1 on five perfect let's move on to let him see you sweat um so this feels like it's a teamsters song and that teamsters featured nelly because teamsters does the hook Teamsters does the two verses, and then Nelly does this verse where he kind of sounds like he's being the Teamsters, and then Teamsters does the outro. I can't even figure out who the the Teamsters is, okay? Because, like, I looked it up, and let me tell you something. The Teamsters rap group brought me to some dudes in 2010. <laughs> I'm like, that's not the right one. This is a, a bad uh, SEO name for 2020. So I don't know who they are. And I actually tried to look it up and I failed. So I could tell that there was more than one Teamster from what it felt like. Like there were like two of them. Or maybe it's one guy. I really don't know. It was grimy. This felt like gritty. This felt like guys actually coming from the hood with Nelly. Like Nelly sounded kind of like, like the rest of this album doesn't sound hard like this is what I felt like it's gritty it's like i don't know like it's a whole other vibe entirely it's like it's cool though like i enjoyed listening to it uh it's got this tense vibe like when henny when hennity don't pay me right no baby wipes grip the 380 type mercedes like on a shady night y'all is lady like roll with people then watch her i'm running a crib pop your mom like bitch where the stocks and bonds i'm like yo that's like 10 times harder than like nelly and his boys have been bringing like nelly doesn't sound hard like that that's like guy coming up and you're robbing you nelly was like i can make some drugs and make some money you know he he like by comparison mm-hmm. and i'm not trying to like belittle him but that, that was like serious you know and then uh it's fine uh the, the chorus is dope it hits the second verse is pretty hard too um and it just works i just think it's really good and then nelly comes on through and he's not even trying to sing or anything he's like trying to sound like them on this track mm-hmm. like it, it feels really out of place on this project yeah um i don't know it's fine nelly sounds kind of hard but i really like when he does at the end when he's like i'm the reason they invented the whole navigational system so people can't find the trucks when they women when i'm with them that part was really enjoyable to listen to but i don't know i feel like maybe nelly was really hard at the time but this didn't this wasn't it to me from like this this track belonged on another album that's okay. not so it's not so much that the song I have any particular issue with. I, I gave the track a four point two five. It just didn't feel like a Nelly song. 
It felt like a Teamster song featuring Nelly, and we're gonna give them some love on this project space. Yeah, maybe like I don't maybe like that was part of my problem with it. I don't know. Like for me, like this one just kind of felt a little bit weird, you know, with like you know these these other guys that are on it, um, you know, and they're just kind of talking about like the same sort of you know things that have already been touched on a little bit, you know, drugs, girls, living it up, bawling. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I don't know. For me, I don't really have too much to say about this one. It, it's it. I didn't like this one. I for me, this one sucked. Um, so I gave it a three point seven on five. Fair enough. You don't have to like them all. Mm -hmm. uh, there's one more song on the album, and it's called "Loving Me." So I have to make a correction. When I said EI was a good ad lib, it was actually on this track when he goes, "When I'm depressed, you give me head off in the bathtub." Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's actually really clever. Back to what I was saying about how he's using these little hooks to kind of tie his album together. Because mm -hmm. what was happening in the EI, if the head, right, Nelly there. Mm, so right. that makes that ad lib amazing. And then the EI, it's just like a Like, does he still use that? Like, does anybody still use that? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Do people in St. Louis use it? I don't know. But uh, this sounds beautiful, in my opinion. What do you What do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, I, I really like the beat to this one. I think it's, you know, really, like, nice and smooth. Um, you know, he's talking about that, you know, he stopped selling drugs and he's a rapper now and he's about that life. And, you know, he starts off on the first verse. He's singing about what kind of like the, you know, the support that his mother gave him and like hopes that he can like repay her for all of like the, you know, the strength that, you know, she gave him basically. And like verse two is, uh, you know, same sort of sentiment, but more towards his girlfriend um, that supports him and knows that you know she's like the truest girl for him and you know she has his back and you know supports him in like the same sort of sense and um they they both do you know whatever they could to like get by and you know they're both doing what they can and um it's like a nice uh, appreciative song um, you know, and he does this and he shouts out, like, you know, his crew and, you know, he's there for, you know, his guys, for his family, for his city, for his mom. Like he's doing this for, um, other people essentially, you know, about while at the same time, like he's saying, you know, like this saved me and, you know, like this is only going to benefit you guys as well. And so I don't know. I thought it was like really nice. Um, I get a 4.2 on five. What? This song is a five on five. It's what? so emotional. Like it is very emotional, like but right like from the beginning, like the just hey yo ma, how you doing? It's your son now. You mm. know he's like, he picked up the mic and he put the drugs down because he moved exactly. on. Anyway, and then he just does the whole thing like I stole money from you and I did all this. You tried to warn me, but yo, we finally flipped it and now you get whatever you want. And I'm like. Oh, Nelly, that's no. some real. Yo, I just the way he does it, but he employs all the tricks he used to make it. The beat is illustrious and nice, you know, and that like sample of "Don't Stop Ever Loving Me," it just works to make this a really great chorus. Like, I don't know, maybe it's nostalgia, but this was one of the first songs like this I ever heard. Okay, ever. And I think it's a really good one. Like that second verse where it's like to, you know, the first, to the women he loves and he puts them first. And then to his girl, you know, like, you know, how she's riding with him. And when I'm depressed, you give me head up in the bathtub. Yeah. I don't know. That <laughs> line just stuck with me. On your P's and Q's, on your Q's and P's, you hear my beeper going off. You just throw me keys. You don't even ask me, yo, is it coochie or G's? You know, like you trust me because you know what's up. Yeah. And I think that's also a good point to put through, man. Yo, when you look at Facebook, when you look at, single people Facebook 
in their 30s. These people share phone passwords. These people do a lot of crazy shit. Like, yo, you know how a lot of people got to like six year relationships? They never felt the need to go in each other's phones. That that was it. Now, maybe some dudes and girls do things that require going in phones, but maybe that suspicion is also toxic. I don't know, man. But I I look at some of the memes that get shared around and I'm like, "Mm, you people would never want to date me. Because they'd be like, (laughs) get the fuck out. You're never going in my phone even if I'm doing bad shit. You know, like, it's just not. If you feel the need to go in my phone, it's over. Like, you're not worth it to me to like try to stay at that point nobody is no offense you're, you're wonderful but I she never go with his phone but that's it like there's no reason for that shit anyway um also if he needs money his boo will go and work the avenue i could tell you as a 12 year old she will do anything to support him like he's like also flat out going i will pimp this girl that is what he's saying let no, us speak. i i mean personally i think it comes across as like if i'm struggling and if we need money she's even willing to work the streets like just to support me and my rap. Sure, <laughs> I took it like pimping. You could take it. Like, like I don't that. think that he's pimping her. I think she's making the decision. She's like, I'm gonna go support my man Via and go make the some pimping money. mechanisms. Maybe, maybe there's no. Maybe she is her own pimp. She is the one. That's being fine. Like, I am making okay, my own fine. money. Okay, fine. It's in that ballpark of stuff, but mm-hmm. it sounds like yo, baby, I need some money. Go Could do what be. You I mean, do. I don't know. I and don't know what happened. He doesn't ask like, questions. Anyway, then the third verse is the phone book of Nelly's crew. I mean, literally, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing this one here for Sean, Hanson, Sean, no, and JDD, Quick, Bougie, Fatty, whatever. You just listed names, and you're, like, singing the names with them. And it is just names. There was nothing else in this verse but fucking names. <laughs> really. It's a dope. And then everybody up in NYC. Yep. And for once, we have a rapper who proved that you don't really need to say shit. You can just read the fucking phone book. A bunch of names is as close to the phone book as we're really going to get. Yeah. And it actually sounds amazing. That whole verse sounds good. It doesn't actually matter sometimes what fucking people say for make a song sound good. Oh my gosh. Nelly proved that so hard here. I love this track. I give it a five. It's a really beautiful last song on the album until we get to, you know. The outro. Yeah. Um. So I guess this is where we come full circle with it all. Yeah. Uh, ne- ne- the album's now done and uh, Nelly Cedric tried to call Nelly back but he hit the pager up but then his cell phone was low and it just didn't work out whatever uh, I guess we missed each other uh, I'm not gonna be on the album but I got love for you oh shit the police is coming for me I gotta go Yeah, and that's how it ends and I guess it's supposed to be like aha they tried so hard to connect and they couldn't <laughs> so this is how they pagers. put it on the album Ha 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 yeah that's how you end the album I guess I mean I don't I don't know it's a four it's fine yeah it's kind of funny it's another message uh you know it's friendly and it concludes the album nicely and you know as much as you know exactly like what you said like he tried to be on the album and if the messages were the only thing that he could get recorded in time to be on the album then so be it and it, it still works so and it's not and like contrived but i don't know if it is fake and contrived it could just genuinely be his messages i mean i never know like and he's not the only one like to do this like that's put like voice messages on like you know in I between just songs and it's fine. always that they're fake like this you know i don't know because it does i don't know for me a lot of them they do sound real and like whether or not they were real and then like redone okay sure whatever but like 
I don't know. This one just sounds like it, it genuinely was like an actual message that was left for him. So I don't know. Who knows? So I give it a 4.1. Fair enough. So if we want to wrap the album up, we, we got um, the end of the review here. I get an album of 4.3. I don't actually think this is a classic album. I think it's an album full of classic songs. There are like half Some this album. No, I mean, I'd say like <laughs> the first like three songs are bangers, like straight up. Okay. Like, like you might not feel that way about St. Louis and Greed, Hate, Envy, but they're like really amazing replayable songs, right? And then you have another round of like three or four amazing songs. And yeah. then the album just turns into like B-sides for days until you get to that one really last strong song at the end. So it's hard for me to call it a classic. It has multiple fives on it while still yielding a grade of lower than my classic threshold mm. because it has that many not good songs on it as well. Yeah. And that is definitely part of it. I feel like it starts off with this strong cohesiveness of like a story of introduction and then moves into Nelly wants to fuck. And then we leave that and it just doesn't go anywhere proper by the end. Like, I don't know. That's just my thoughts on it from like a story concept, all of that. I think it's a good album worth listening to. I think you're going to have a better experience finding the eight songs or so you like on it and then throwing the rest of the album away and just listening to those on your streaming service in 2020 because why the fuck you really need to do anything else. And I do not think that this album really needs to be listened to in full. I think the start of the album is really good, and then like, you guys it's just not, watch like, me It's not going to like it. make your ears bleed if you do listen to the whole thing. Like it's not like the worst album that I've ever heard, but like you know, I, I, and uh, it is cohesive. Like as like a whole project, it works. And you know, even with like the messages, you know, there's one at the beginning, there's one in the middle, and there's one at the end. So it all kind of ties together. It definitely has like that summer feel. Like if you want to have like a barbecue or have a conversation or something where like people are talking and not necessarily sitting and listening to the music, throw this album on. Like it's not bad. Like and it's going to have that kind of like summertime feel. There's not going to be like your grandma's not going to hate any of these songs really. Like there's not like, you know. Like extreme violence that's like heard it doesn't sound scary like it's a generic rap album that would be good for the summer in like that sense um, so I gave this one a 4.21 on 5 so it's an 84% so around the si- same sort of like you know grade that you gave it yeah, but that's high for you and low for me it's not high for me average for you mm, it's on the lower end um, like but like it's not the best and but there are definitely like you said there are some hits on here there are some you know savable songs that you want to you know pick out from here so i think it's like overall like as an album itself it does a good job i don't know if it's classic i think it's the start of a classic fair enough um i agree and then i think that nelly went pop and he never went back to the because this album did both things and he chose pop and i want to touch on the saint lunatics they are a big part of why this album didn't do well Mm. almost all the tracks with saint lunatics on them with the exception of ride with me are not in my favorites like none of those ones broke the 4.5 threshold with the exception of but ride with me was just random like that's a song of a career kind of song although nelly's had a few of those actually but still that's like people dream of having that kind of commercial number one success right but the saint lunatics don't bring the charisma and nelly brought them on because they're boys and along the way nelly clearly dropped them and then nelly blew the fuck up to a level that was way next level right Mm -hmm. and i think it goes to show because the posse cuts we were just talking about flip mode squad and the excellent nature of their posse cuts 
and then we're getting this kind of posse cut and it's like yo this is really because you're the posse and you're on the cut there it wasn't because you're the best people for the song mm-hmm. and there not to say that you shouldn't shut out your crew because from a team sport point of view I really do believe Nelly did the right thing on an ethical front at the cost of making a better album. And it's an interesting debate that maybe we can have at another time. But St. Lunatics really didn't help this album. Nelly is better off without them. And his career just proved that. Sorry, guys. Murphy, Lee, and Ali are all right. But eh, I don't think I've heard them on other things. It was never like I heard them growing up and I was like, oh, yeah, Murphy, Lee. I mean, like it just never happened once in my life. Now, Nelly, okay, I was all right until we really went down the route of, like, where he ended up going with Tim McGraw and stuff, and then I was like, I am out, Nelly. Sweatsuit is when I jumped off the Nelly train. <laughs> Anyhow, I guess that's the end of the review. Definitely thank you all for being here with us. Thank you all for watching. Always appreciate y'all. Definitely let us know in the comments what you thought, what your opinions are, anything good like that. Um, feel free to like the video if you did and hit that subscribe button for more content. Not sure what we're doing next, but I'm pretty sure it's a Patreon request. So we'll be doing that. Lindell, that's you we're talking hey. about. Featuring a return of the Mr. Chris Chrome for a little bit. <laughs> um, and then I will be back on it. I think we might have some Aesop Rock in our near future because that review that we just did for the new Aesop Rock album's getting views. So you know what that means. We do more. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you for real being here. Special thanks to the patrons. Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Linda Williamson, Scribble. They're dope. They support what we do. You can also be cool like them and support what we do. Patreon.com slash Behind That Suit. And I also make music. And you can check that out. Links in the description. Find me on all the platforms with my name, Holden Stefan Roy. And that's all there is to this one. Live long and prosper, everyone. Peace, guys.